Blog Talk Radio. Ask the person next to you, would you still say yes?
require of thee. There is more, so much more, so much more. He said, seek my face. He said, seek my face. He says, hear my voice. He says, hear my voice. He says, hear my voice, hear my voice, hear my voice. The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. I'm calling you higher I'm calling you higher So much more So much more So let your heart and soul say yes Hallelujah Hallelujah Good morning, good morning, good morning to Patricia Adams Live. That was Yes by Shekinah Glory. And want to say this morning that we simply have a love for you. We have a love for the things that are presented to us that God would have us do, that he would have us seek after. The song says, let your heart and soul say yes. Let. Let is an action that you have to do something to allow your heart to say yes, which equates to you have to let go. You have to let go of the um, bitterness, the resentment, the unforgiveness, to unshackle the heart, to unlock the heart, to allow God back into your life. You have to take off the hindrances that would keep you from saying yes to God. And you have to remove the hindrances that would keep you from saying yes to God. Um, we are continuing with our preacher's kids call. And there is an urgency in the spirit that is reaching out to those who once were in the body of Christ especially to those who were a part of the leadership family. You were children of pastors, children of bishops, children of laity, children of those who were in authority in ministerial areas and capacities, and you basically had to come up in the ranks of being in the spotlight, of having more attention put on you than other children put on you because of who your parents were or who your mother was or who your father was in the ministry. And because of that, you've drifted away or you've become lax in your faith in God, you've become lax in your desires for the things of God, and Many of you have just completely turned your back on God. You walked away from the church. You walked away from God. You walked away from your faith in Jesus Christ. And we are here to say that there is no failure in God. 
there is no fault in God. We are a people who have been created, who have been brought into this earth, into this kingdom, into this business of existing in a place and time for the building of the kingdom because there is a spiritual war going on. And when men fail, it does not make God fail. Men fail all the time because men are fallible. So God is infallible. He is not able to fail. He's not able to lie. He's not able to steal. He's not able to kill from his plan. He has a plan and he has a purpose and he has a call for your life. And we are here to simply say it's time to come home to him. It's time to return to the faith. It's time to return to being about your father's business. Men have failed you. Women have failed you. But God has not failed you. And placing God on the level of being a mere man does not merit who he really is. It does not bring glory to him. It is something that you must decide today. You must choose whom you will serve. The day is at hand. Choose whom you will serve. My special guest is Felicia J. Jordan. She is an author, and she is also in leadership. She is also a mother, and her book is basically one that speaks about success, God's way. And the title of her book is Success Through God's Glory and Favor on Your Life. Hi, Felicia. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm wonderful. How are you on this morning? Good, 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 good. Okay. Well, you know, here we are to the point where it's all yours. So take it away. Wow. Amen. I am excited on this morning, and I was just blessed. Amen, even in the introduction on the beautiful words that the Lord has given you to speak out of your heart, um, Patricia. And the main reason our goal is here to um, capture or help help God, even though God doesn't need any help, recapture, recaptivate the souls that belong to God. A lot of times... Being in leadership or being um, a child or children of parents who are in leadership, it takes a toll on the home. You need balance. You need creative activities to keep the happiness, the joy of the family together. And the work, a lot of times, it plays a part. Um, is the the work that plays a part of having balance takes participation from each family member. As children, we can't tell our parents what to do. We can pray for them, those whose parents are in leadership. And a lot of times children don't understand, and young adults, young adults, uh, old and young, sometimes didn't or don't understand um, the call on their parents' life. 
one of the things that we go through, even as PKs, children of uh, pastors, evangelists, missionaries, <laughs> everything in the body of Christ, and your parent is in the leadership or operates in some type of leadership position, uh, a lot of times the children, even though now we have family life and then we have the life outside of home, and we're looked at as if we can do no wrong. There's this pedestal, you know, this high pole, and because of the success that God has given our parents and because of the success of the ministry, even if it's a smaller ministry or a a larger ministry, God's work is still his work. So, but the forefront of the ministry is the pastor and his family. And a lot of times, and I'm not sure about how a lot of you all felt, but I will say that I felt like some things were unfair. We didn't get a chance to really do, it's it's not about going out to do the wrong, to to just do it. But when the wrong was done and it was presented, there was embarrassment, there was shame. You know, I was put down. I was looked at as not holy. And I was, you know, um, totally ridiculed in front of the church because, number one, my father was a pastor you know, he's trying to teach people how to live right and how to live holy, and how can you teach us how to live holy if your children are out here doing this? But nobody gave the book or the manuscript about how the preacher's kids were going to survive. What do the preacher's kids or the kids that or the children that are in leadership and their parents are, are constantly pushing and pushing and pushing for us to do right and we mess up and we step out and we do wrong and wow you know now we're being called out of our names we're being called fast young guys are being called you know he ain't going to be nothing and that's not the way God wants us to react and love plays love plays a major major part he plays a love And I say he because God is love. And the second greatest commandment is love. The Bible says that we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And how many times are we loving our neighbor or how many times are our children being loved or were our parents loving us when we messed up? A lot of times we would get angry or we got uh, punished. And we got discipline. And the Bible is right. The word of God says, God chasing whom he loves. And the Bible does say to train up in the child, train up a child in the way that he should go. But what happens when we mess up? Where is the love? Where is the discipline? Love, discipline and, and chastisement comes in many different forms. Some of us have gone through uh, abuse verbally or abuse physically, if not in the home, then people on the outside saying things because you're a pastor's kid. But what I want to encourage and share with you on today is to leave the people 
not leave them behind, but leave them out of your mind. They don't have to make your mind up. We are not people pleasers. And being in the front line a lot of times caused us, and I can tell you about it because I went through that, caused us to want to please the people. And then in in return still added on more hurt because we weren't happy or you weren't, you, you know, you're not happy when you're not being who you really want to be. Sometimes it's best to step away, talk with God. If you don't know how to talk with God on your own, Ask God to send you someone that can show you how to develop your relationship with him. Amen. So you can learn how to hear from God for yourself. You can learn how to have this relationship where it's just you and God, and you can go and talk to God about the issues or the problems that are at hand. We still have to know how to walk with our heads held up high. And I know that I'm not the only one, but the one thing that a lot of young women and older women who I have talked with have strayed away from coming to uh, the church, the main reason was because they got pregnant at wedlock, just like I did. And they were bashed, they were shamed, they were deemed unholy. For the night when that happened, when when you go and do something or when something is going on with us and we go and do something, is grace and mercy is not a pass to just ride off of and just say, well, I got grace and mercy so I can sin and God's going to forgive me. That's not what he's saying. And we say that in different ways and we say it a lot of times because we want you to understand. Sin is sin. There's no one sin greater than the next. But what happens when you know you're not covered after you your sin has uncovered you that same love law that same love grace from god should still be applied to the pastor's kids to the kids that are in leadership anybody who's even if you're in ministry training young people don't walk away from your calling it's not about Man's way We have to seek God For his way of things But we are not to please Live to please people I always say And I was taught a prayer Lord deliver me from people Because if I want to live for people How am I living for God How am I going to reach out to God How am I going to reach out to God So we have to remember That even as pastors Kids, PKs Preachers' children, preachers' kids, even as such, we need to uh, be able to carry out what it is God wants us to carry out. But know that you're not perfect, and you only have one judge, and that's God. If there is help, if, if you need help, there is help available. If you need healing, there is healing available from God. He'll send someone to talk with you. Just don't close yourself out. From God first and foremost You are the church already So if you never make it to the four walls of the building You you are the church you, you are the bride of Christ Return to him Let him fix you Let him love on you Things aren't never going to be perfect They're, They are not going to be easy always But God will give you the peace that you need To take a ride on that roller coaster That he needs you to go on Not of emotionals, uh, emotional things Up and down But a spiritual ride 
Amen. So I want you all to be encouraged. Remember that God loves you. It's nothing that you have done that's so bad that God hasn't already forgiven you for. You have to forgive yourself. Ask God to forgive you for not forgiving yourself. Block the people out. doesn't matter what they know, how much they know, what they've seen you do, or where they've seen you at. It doesn't matter. Return to God in your heart. Get in a good church, a uh, 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 foundation-based church that can teach you what you need to know. You study your word. You get the Bible. And let God return to your heart. Know that we love you. We encourage you to stay in God, and we love you. Trust God. Trust God on today. Trust God for everything that you need, and he'll make a way for you. I believe him, and I can tell you he's done it for me, so I know he can do it for you. I mean, really, he has really done done it for me. I was down in the dumps, but he brought me out of the valley. So I want to encourage you all just to stay in God. Just stay in God. Trust him. And know that we love you, and we are here for you. Thank you for tuning in on this morning. God bless you. A play.